to episode number 20 of the Emmanuel Pastors Podcast. I'm Pastor Nathan. Pastor Theo. And this is your chance to listen in on a conversation between your two pastors. We started this uh, back that first uh, week of quarantine when we sat down and just started thinking, okay, what are we going to do to adapt, to um, continue to provide care, teaching, um, and this was one of our ideas, and we've had a fun a fun go at it. Yeah. What's yeah. your favorite episode, Theo, of the 20 that we've done, the 19 we've done? Um, I thought the one about handling family was pretty good, and parents and unbelievers. That uh, was pretty fun. Uh, I also like the Baptist one, just because it's fun to rant about, like, your theological uh, horses and stuff like that. <laughs> I thought that was probably... The highest quality one that we did. Isn't the, the Baptist one? Yeah. Yeah. Most informative. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did an early one. I think the very first one, no, I think the second one that we did was on online church. Yeah. Which was kind of um, <clears throat> our attempt to explain the rationale behind why we weren't just jumping right into doing, you know, uh, a live stream kind of service or trying to recreate the Sunday experience with with an online thing and so during those three or so months of of uh, where we were, were not allowed to meet uh, we didn't have a Sunday you know video feed thing we had home worship and so that was kind of explain the rationale behind this and what we're doing today is somewhat similar we're at another another kind of juncture with our um, you know our Sunday services and trying to figure out how do we think theologically about what those are and fit that together with our parameters that are outside of our control right now with the the, the still ongoing coronavirus uh, pandemic and the government regulations and so forth so that's what today is so <clears throat> um, so maybe we can talk through that a little bit the end of the end of June was uh, the June twenty eighth was the first Sunday that the uh, that Illinois and Chicago specifically was in phase four, which uh, was touted as now groups of fifty can meet, and um, and so that first Sunday we moved to have a fifty person service, RSVP, assigned seats. And then we, of course, take all the precautions, masks, distance, lots of hand sanitizing, and just being really specific and particular about opening doors and touching communion, all that stuff, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but that was glorious. Uh, that first Sunday and then ever since has been really nice. I think uh, I tell people, like, how are you doing? And I, I was like, I was not doing very well for three months. Ever since the church has been able to meet in person, even though there's all these constraints and extra you know inconveniences i've just felt so much better mm. personally yeah. yeah so i uh i think i like praise god for every sunday we have now it's like oh this is this isn't something we should take for granted so yeah and uh it's worked out pretty well logistically it's been some extra work but i, I think logistically it's um it's not been too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Not been too bad. Well, a couple of things happened, though. So we sort of, we said this is, 
inconvenient and it's still less than ideal in some ways because 50 person limit meant that there were still some people that couldn't come but we kind of justified it saying everybody that's here can come if we think of the nursery being at people's homes and one parent volunteering in the nursery each week and and that allows us to kind of sneak right in under that 50 number right um, but a couple of things have changed or are about to change that have made us you know have to adapt one when that when that first came out we we looked we did the best we could to understand what the regulations were and we were pretty sure that it was uh, you know 50 persons or less inside 100 persons or less outside <clears throat> and so we went with that 50 number but as we uh, dug a little deeper <laughs> and it's it's not extremely clear but we um, if you look down beyond like the the main bullet points in the finer print on this on the religious assembly kind of guidance for the city of Chicago it is said 50 persons or 25% capacity whichever is fewer and so a couple weeks ago that made us start to be like when we finally came to our full attention and we confirmed it with our attorneys because <laughs> it's hard to navigate all the language but that uh, technically 25% capacity was our limit <clears throat> and we have a placard that uh, from the city of Chicago that says the building department that no more than 146 persons which times 0.25 is 36.5 people <laughs> and so then we were thinking oh my gosh maybe we've not been meeting technically in compliance with uh, the city's orders and, and there's a whole bunch a whole bunch of legal you know confusion that's going on right now the governor has actually backtracked and made all of his his um, you know regulations aren't actually edicts they're recommendations they're not enforced but the, the city of Chicago is different they're actually making these official legal orders and we've said all along in our a plan our, our philosophy is we want to balance you know the need to meet as a church that's what we are with our deference and submission to government authorities with our care for our neighbor and you know safety with the virus and our um, public witness mm -hmm. right so kind of those four things we're trying to do this tightrope walk to keep all those together in the best wisest way but we wanted to we said we're going to defer we're going to obey as much as we can our local authorities and so here we are meeting with 50 persons and realizing probably we could only do 37 if you round up but can you round up even 36 um right so yeah yep. so that got us thinking what, what else has kind of changed uh i think it's important to point out that uh the 50 I inevitably uh, so like we're, we're we're squabbling with numbers with uh, uh how many people can fit in our building and stuff like that but um, inevitably, we were like the the fifty person solution is going to get a little bit more complicated if students come back and 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 you know um, we are already starting to like slowly pick up visitors here and there. Right. Um, so we're we we were really pushing our our numbers like pretty hard there already. Um, so all these factors kind of come into play, and and we 
for the fall, we, we kind of need, uh, we, we can't keep doing outside service because of weather stuff. And we can't we, do it forever. Yeah. yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it as long as we can because that's that's the best solution for everything. But yeah, when winter hits and snow hits, you need you need to have a place inside to meet, and we need to figure out a way to do it that can accommodate more people than we can right now. Right. So, so let's talk really quickly about the outside service. I mean, how I, in talking to our attorneys. They said that the city has actually made things very easy to meet outdoors. That in any public park, uh, you can meet up to 100 people. And so, um, the Vineyard Church had been meeting all summer, actually, out behind us, uh, with and that was working well for them. And so, initially, we'd been kind of concerned about that because it's technically CHA housing, but. In, in, in kind of for all intents and purposes it's sort of being incorporated into the whole Jane Adams Park and it's just wide open publicly owned land and so we feel like um, you know it's worth a it's 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 worth a try to mm-hmm. keep doing that yep. if we can keep the whole church together and we can meet up to 100 people we did it last Sunday we had 60 people there I think so that, that gives us a lot of breathing room um, families with kids can come, and uh, we'll do that as long as we can. There was a public safety officer, a security guard from the Abla homes that came by. Maybe you guys saw her, and uh, she was like, this is really cool. Uh, I'm, I'm a believer. I'd love to stay. I, I'm working, so I'm just going to stay for a little bit and listen to what I can. So so there we are. Um, we, feel, we feel good, like that's a good solution, again, until probably... You know, it gets to zero degrees. No, I, don't know. I don't know what our threshold will be, uh, but weather permitting. Yeah. We're going to meet outside every Sunday that we can now. Make that call on Saturday. But what about what if it rains and what about through the winter? We're trying to plan for that. So that's the question that we're dealing with right now. Okay. Um, maybe another quick sidebar on that capacity thing. So uh, I talked to my father-in-law, who's an architect, and I talked to our church architect, um, who's been working with us on the remodeling. And they both said that they think that our capacity should be over 146. Mm-hmm. That based on a new building code that just went into effect August 1st, based on our remodeling and the reconfiguration, um, their analysis is that our, our actual maximum capacity could be closer to 300. <laughs> so we're going to kind of go off of that too. And uh, after the remodeling is done, then we'll actually apply for a, a new occupancy placard but based on the calculations of our square footage of our exit um, exit width and the the building code our maximum capacity is over 200 25 percent of 200 would be 50. so if, if everybody's following us we had that was a little um, we did a lot of working through that but we feel pretty good getting back to we can meet with 50 people in here yeah so we i think we're based on the best advice we've gotten from uh our legal team our architectures uh we're still in compliance with chicago law to meet at 50 percent or at 50 people right so uh that's that's the aim right still uh but that still doesn't like 
accommodate the fact that we need more to right. fit more people in soon. Right. So we worked it out like if all of our current members that are in Chicago that will, um, including the students that are coming back in the next week or two, some of them have already started to be back, and all of our kids, we have about 94 people that would want to come on a Sunday. <laughs> or that could come on a Sunday. So meeting outdoors with a 100 limit is a, is a good short-term solution. But what are we going to do when we can't, when we're, we're stuck with the indoor 50-person limit? Yep. That's really where we're at right now. Yep. Um, so it's throughout... There, were, there was a, a variety of solutions that we were kind of tossing with. Um, you know, could we move to a bigger space? But then we would be paying more money while we're still paying for our building and renovations, and that, that didn't seem wise. And and that really was only to get around the 37 yeah. to get us back up to 50. Yeah, yeah. Right. so it would still be at 50. Uh, <laughs> like... I don't know, find a stand outside with umbrellas or something like that for as long as we can. Yeah, trying to exploit every loophole. Uh, but if, you, if you stand up and move around every 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, eventually, I, I think we kind of had the sentiment um, for a while now of moving to two services, which uh, we're, we're going to talk about it more. Uh, we... We haven't done that in the past, and we've intentionally avoided doing that uh, for specific reasons. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I think like one way we, like we can do this now is uh, let's just talk about like why we avoided uh, doing any type of two services or any type of uh, multi-site church. Uh, why we've done our best to keep the church that we have in one service, one preaching, one serving of the Lord's table. Um, right. So what was the, what was the theological rationale behind some of that? Um, we actually did do two services in, in our church history. When we met on the meeting place on Taylor Street, it was an even smaller place and we were having some growth. The place was kind of packed out and we tried, we played around with for maybe six months or so, or less maybe, um, doing an early and later service to see if that would allow us to accommodate more people. In the end, pragmatically, it, it was a lot of work, it was tiring, and it didn't necessarily result in growth. And, um, <clears throat> and that gave us a chance to kind of reflect more and think more, not just pragmatically, but theologically, uh, what our principles and convictions are and uh, at that time the multi-site movement w was kind of really starting to take off churches being you know touting themselves as one church in far locations and, uh, and and the more we thought about that we thought that just that doesn't quite seem biblical uh, or you know Baptist definitely biblical even um, the idea that you would have that seems more kind of like you have a centralized leadership and office and then these separate sites that are really, they never really know each other, they don't see each other, they don't, you know, uh, and uh, 
there's different ways of doing it, but uh, you know, a lot of times it involves kind of one preacher kind of built around his personality. Oftentimes he's shuttles around to those different sites or he's piped in and live streamed and we're just like, we don't want to do that. We don't want to build our own brand. When we planted a church in 2010, we didn't want to plant, um, you know, Emmanuel West Loop. Uh, we wanted to plant a, an autonomous church with its own distinct set of members that were accountable to each other, its own distinct pastors that oversaw those members. And uh, and yeah, so there was some of that. And then we started to think, well, a multi-site service is really the same thing as a multi-service. If you're on the same site, but you're meeting at different locate different not different locations but different times it, it's really kind of the same thing it's two different sites I'm trying to say we're one church and two services is like saying we're one church and two sites and uh, that really kind of plays loose and fast with the meaning of the word ecclesia mm-hmm. as we talked about in our you know second podcast on online church that a church is a gathering it's an assembly it's the people who are covenanted together that gather regularly together. They hear the same sermon, they sing the same songs together, they greet each other, they fellowship, they pray together, they um, eat the one loaf together. And um, when you try to break that up, you're really having two different churches. Um, So to try to say it's one church and two churches is oxymoronic, Mm -hmm. contradictory. Yeah. And just to be clear, like from a, a, you know, from a biblical emphasis and from a Baptist emphasis, if you're going to emphasize the local authority of your church, um, then that means that it's it's your congregation that like has we're an elder-led congregational church, so they have a vote to say about you know some of the big matter things that we we, we talk about like how are we going to carry out the mission of the church. Uh, one one of the particularly when you read Matthew 18 that um, when I was studying this topic the fact that it's the local congregation that decides who to remove from membership um, says a lot about the authority that the assembly has as one body and one unit right. um, so when you can with, a, with the, the idea of a multi-site church like you have people who don't know each other who don't haven't like interacted with each other really or or interface with each other and if you're applying consistently Matthew 18 to that situation then they're like deciding about who's in and who's out of church membership when they haven't even really known each other or interacted with each other at all right Um, good point yeah so I there's a lot of things that like uh, go into being a church um, and the worship service is one of the most important things but it's not the only thing and so i think if you have a worship service but your pastor doesn't know the members of that church and like the, the people in that worship service like don't know all the members in their church and uh can't hold each other accountable and can't you know together affirm one another's faith in christ um, then it it really looks more like a, a business product you're, you're, you're mm-hmm. giving out to people we, we like put on a show for you you get it and then you do whatever you want with it instead of 
what it's meant to be is a, a committed group of believers together who hear the hear the word of God preached and then they go out through their week and they encourage each other in committed relationships to live that out and, and breathe that out. And we, we take communion together as a, a sign, you know, before God reminding us of the gospel, but also reminding us of our shared unity with this body, with this local congregation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm not, I, I, I don't want to throw any churches under the bus or nothing like that, but I, I really do think that... Uh, our emphasis on the the people who assemble on Sunday morning for a service are the same people that you do life with, interact with. The pastor that you that preaches to you ought to be the same pastor that uh, you know uh, takes care of you as 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 uh, hey, your shepherd. I think that's that's biblical. I think that's right. And I think churches would be better off if they stayed with that model. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> you know, COVID nineteen's like thrown us some curveballs, and this is extenuating circumstances. Uh, so sometimes, you know, you work with what you get, and you've got to make the best compromise, considering the theological implications and convictions that you have. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, I would, again, commend this new book, One Assembly, uh, by Jonathan Lehman, subtitled Rethinking the Multi-Site and Multi-Service Church Models. This actually was released during COVID, but that's a, it was a weird timing. Um, it's, a, it's a great short little book, and that's, uh, it articulates formulations that we've been feeling for years, and it's a, a good way to flesh this out even more if you want to go deeper into it. But yeah. I think you made a good, concise case in a short few minutes here. Of mm. A church is an assembly, should be one assembly. Um, and so why would, why after all we just said, would we, all, we, be, would we be saying, well, now we're going to have two services? <laughs> um, I can't think of a better solution given the cards we've, we've been dealt and like you know we it's not something that like when we're making this decision that we are hoping to have a lot of services that are just like we're hoping to have as many services outside right. together as we can and we're going to keep doing outside that. kind of fixes the problem right now yeah yeah um but we need to have you know administrative details at hand so that if we do need this, we have it ready and prepped right. for people when they come. Mm-hmm. Um, and back in March, I remember not even, I mean, people saying this could go into the summertime. And I yeah. thought, that's 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 ridiculous. There's yeah. no way. And this is lingering and lingering. And um, it's looking like it's with us for a while. I don't know when it will, um, that 50 person thing will, will be lifted it could be a long time we could even go backwards into phase three in which case at least the way it was previously for like i think a few weeks before we went into phase four the guidance said that under phase three religious assemblies could meet at 25 percent capacity so that keeps us at that 50 number yeah um 
And uh, anyway, um, so here's what it, it, it is a compromise, and it's a reluctant move to two services. Nobody should be excited about this. Like, yay, this is great. <laughs> now, maybe we can even keep doing this after everything, and we could have two services at 150, and we could grow to be a church of 300 and two services. No, no, that's not going to happen. Um, what would happen if we were busting at the seams with 150 people pre-COVID or post-COVID, if that ever comes? We would have been moving to plant a new church. That's been our, our mission, our kind of vision, our philosophy, our strategy all along is to fill this place up and skim off, you know, a chunk of people with uh, leaders and and send them out to go kind of reseed the same process in a, in a uh, different neighborhood or different part of the neighborhood and uh, just keep multiplying that way, not to grow to be big. Thank God that we're, I mean, I can't imagine I mean, all this works for us now because we're a church that's under 100 members, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but just to keep multiplying churches kind of around that size throughout the city. May God make it happen. So that was the plan all along. What this does is it just kind of shrinks the game a little bit. So what we're saying is we're going to do this temporarily and reluctantly. We're going to hope and pray for an end to the virus and um, the ability to to go back up to 150 max. And we can all come back together. And we'll all come back together in, in one assembly. Um, hopefully that can happen as soon as possible. Um, in the meantime, we're going to act knowingly kind of outside of our, you know, ideal. Um, but here, and here's the, the thing so that we keep our principles in mind and we're not just totally scrapping them. We're saying that if it turns out that this time next year, it's looking around this time next year that we're going to still be, for the foreseeable future, in this 50-person limit in Chicago. Then we're going to move towards making these two services two churches. We're going to plant, before we get 150 people or close to that, we're going to plant where we are right now and have these two services be two autonomous, um, you know, covenanted memberships with their own elders yeah. and uh, and we can still be sister churches very close right we can still probably share we'll share the same building um, we can share a lot of things but we're not going to continue indefinitely if, if this continues to go on uh, kind of saying we're one church with two services we're gonna this is a, a slow church planting process that's we're, we're embarking on uh, so we just want to make people aware, like that's where we're headed to. If this is, we're still in the same place next year, we'll be talking and we'll be looking at where things are at in the spring and summer, and and uh, we'll have to have a lot of more hard conversations and podcasts. I'm sure talking through and working through the logistics of that. But that's yeah. where we want to go. We yeah. want to move to two churches, and then let's say this whole thing's gone in three years, and those two churches are. Um, you know, it's it's not working out, or it's not. It, we can do a church merger. Yep. You know, and come back together again. Come back together again. Yep. And 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 readmit, you know, those members back in and and, and join together as one church. Yep. Again. Did I make that clear? Did I say that? Clearly? Uh, 
I think so. Okay, I hope uh, so. Like, yeah, the basic idea, this is uh, the best solution we have to a crummy situation, uh, but to stay consistent with our principles of one assembly, we will. We are have it down the line if this keeps going, we're going to become two churches for a bit. Right. So. Peaceably divide. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's where we're going. It's still a long ways out. Um, so for now, it's sign up for whatever service that you, you works best for you. Yep. Maybe there you could there can be some mixing. We're going to have prayer meeting in between on the Sundays where you have two services. It'll be a nine o'clock service and a ten or eleven o'clock service. Yep. Prayer meeting at ten thirty, so there could be some overlap, and that is just a, a small little token to sort of mitigate the the sense of like, oh, you're part of Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. I never see you. Oh, it's because I go to the eleven yeah. o'clock service. Yeah. Oh, we go to the nine o'clock service. Yeah. Right. There could be some mixing in uh, in, in that prayer meeting a little bit. Yeah. But it will still be, again, not right. <laughs> but that's the way it is. We're going to do the best we can with the situation we got. Yeah. Right? We're praying for you guys, praying that, you know, the space that this causes between some of us, hopefully, you know, we, we can still mitigate some of that by, by reaching out to one another and, and caring for one another still. and small groups are still going on so just keep keep staying tight and faithful to that and uh yeah it's, it's we'll see well I'm not happy about everything but I'm also uh not despairing so yep yep we'll make it through let's be gracious with each other um let's you know, work together and keep loving each other and uh, ask that you keep giving us the benefit of the doubt and a lot of grace as your leaders as we're fumbling through these things we're, and trying to not take things lightly, yeah. trying to balance a lot of different opinions and insights and suggestions and be faithful all along the way to scripture. So it's a hard one. I'm sure we've not done everything perfectly, but, uh, but we're trying. Yeah. So we're sitting here right now at the, the meeting place and the uh, constructions, the place is definitely under construction. Pray that that gets fixed here pretty soon. Yeah. Makes the outside even more kind of a nice option right now. Pray for no rain every Sunday from now on until December. No rain, no snow, <laughs> no, snow. No, no cold. <laughs> I'm going to go to Home Depot right now and, and uh, I heard some people got bit by some bugs on Sunday. So I'm going to go see what I can get to maybe spray out there or yeah. some candles to have yeah. some tiki we're going to keep learning along the way and uh, and try to have fun with it yeah. there's lots of other questions that I'm sure you guys have what about children's ministry what about this and that and uh, we're, we're working on it we're working on it <laughs> and if you have thoughts and ideas we're always all ears yeah. the, the suggestion box is always open yeah. our line is always open yeah. so please tell us how you're feeling thinking yeah. if you have thoughts don't be totally offended if we don't take do everything that yeah. you recommend, but we're, we're balancing a bunch of things. Yeah. We do we do take everything into consideration. We we try we, we're trying our best to uh, balance your your needs with what we think 
the Bible commands us to do, and and it's we hope <laughs> it's is gonna you know we hope in the Lord we hope that it's gonna take care of us. So everybody's got challenges these days in every yeah. every sphere you're in, but leadership of organizations especially challenging right now, which yeah. sometimes makes me exhausted, but overall kind of makes me excited. Yeah. Excited to go to work every day. Yeah, see what the Lord does. It's a challenge to tackle here. Yeah. All right, that's it. Until next time, we'll see you. We'll see you outside tomorrow. Good weather tomorrow. Mm. Bring your sunscreen. Maybe a, some shade. Will uh, could be hot, but yeah, it'll maybe. be dry. Yeah, bring an umbrella. Maybe. I don't yeah. Know. And uh, uh, we'll see you then. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.